Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is You'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Robert. Thanks for listening. I am joined today by my son, Damon, who's who's been on the podcast before. Damon, say hello. Hello. <laughs> and we've, we've put almost no prep into this episode. I, I realize... I need to put out another episode um, in a few hours, and I'm on a plane to Chicago first thing in the morning. I've got to pack. I'm, you know, contemplating tacos for dinner, and we're, we're squeezing this podcast in, and we've done virtually nothing to prepare. So we're just we're gonna see how this goes. This is gonna really test the idea that man, insurance is absolutely everywhere, and it infiltrates every part of our life. Uh, are you ready for this, D? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Of course, you know, you asked me, hey, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. Well, let's see. Well, okay, so we're going to start super basic. You came home from school, and I was like, hey, so what happened at school today? And what did you say? Spent an hour on my phone during history class. Okay, which, which I mean, no parent wants to, to hear that so much. You spent an hour just, you could have been doing yeah. that, you know, here at home. True. Wish I had something other to do also. Okay. Man. And so, I mean, that led me to think like, well, right, well, maybe we could talk about like insurance and schools. Ugh. Like schools have insurance. I mean, you knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually, this isn't about your school, but okay, I got a story to tell you. So my, my dad's brother, he drives a school bus. He's had a whole bunch of different jobs and he's a, he's a fascinating dude to listen to him talk about all these different jobs. He's, he's uh, sold Kirby vacuum cleaners. He was a waterbed, you know, sales manager he, he laid turf for like athletic fields, like colleges that were switching from maybe AstroTurf or natural grass to that field turf stuff with all the little black pellets. He did that for a long time. And, and now he's, I mean, he's a 70 something year old man and he, you know, needs something to do. So he drives a school bus. Uh, he drives, he drives one of those short buses. Okay. For like the special needs kids. So I, I, and I guess they have a, a little bit different schedule maybe than like the usual bigger buses where, you know, Hey, we got to pick up kids at seven fifteen and then we drop them off at, you know, three thirty or whatever. He, he's got a little bit kind of a different schedule and I, I don't know all of the ins and outs of that, but I guess one day, not too long ago, well, in the spring, I should say he was running late maybe getting his car fixed or some personal appointment. I don't know, but he realized, Oh, I got to go pick up this kid on the school bus and get him to school. Right. And so he did, he calculated quickly what he had time for. And he's like, I, I don't have time to drive to the bus yard, get the bus and go get this kid. So he just shows up in his Acura at this kid's house and is like, Hey, come on time for school. I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd go. I don't. I don't think I'd get in the car. Well, this this little kid, he he knows his bus driver, and and so, I mean, he gets on the bus. But I imagine 
the parents of the special needs kid, like they're there when the bus picks them up and they see, oh, it's just, it's just Roger in his, in his regular car. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how the parents would be like, yeah, just go in. Just, I mean, I, I suppose, yeah, it's the same guy, which I guess is the important part. Well, okay. See, see, you not understanding that I, I think that has a lot to do with the fact you've never been a parent and wanted your kids to just go, you know, where you're just like, all right, whatever, just, just take this child. And, and I, I can kind of relate to that. I, I, I definitely had had some moments like that. And it, by the way, I've, I have no idea what the special needs are for this kid, but some of them, I imagine, are even more draining than, like, your average kid. So, yeah, I could see mom just being like, well, yeah, okay, whatever. Just take him. He's got to get to school. Now, I guess the rest of the story is the parent then, after allowing Roger to take the kid to school, calls up the school and is like, hey, by the way, our bus driver just showed up in his Acura today and took our son. Um, that's not cool. So uh, the district calls my uncle in and asks him about it. And the next day they let him go. Which stinks. I mean, that absolutely stinks. I mean, probably if I was in their position also, I would let the guy go that showed up on his bus route without the bus and in his regular car. I'd probably do the same. Okay, and, and, and why is that? I mean, I, I see, yes, this is a story perhaps about a guy who, I mean, he takes his responsibility to those kids very seriously, and even though he had this personal appointment or whatever, and even though he's running late, he... He's like, I got to get this kid to school. And that was his priority. Or it's a story about somebody who knew the rules, which was like, you can only pick up kids in the bus and, you know, disregarded those rules. And I hesitate to say that he put the kid at risk. I mean... I don't know. Maybe I'm not able to speak intelligently about the the safety risks of riding in somebody's sedan versus a school bus. I don't know. I don't know. You ride school buses. Do you think that they're exceptionally safer than your your typical four-door sedan? You think the bus with the bench seats and tears in the upholstery and unworking windows... And no seat belts. That's safer than the single actual seat sedan. No, I don't. I, I think that the sedan is safer. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's not airbags in a, in a school bus. And th- though I, I, it's not that I think school buses are unsafe. I, I'm not going to go that far. And I, I've never been a proponent of seat belts in the school bus because that is just a disaster waiting to happen where like 
you know, the, there's a fire on the bus and the kids panic. And, and now you got 42 kids burned to death in a horrible bus fire or, or they, I don't know. It fills up with smoke. And like you say, the windows don't work and you know, they suffer injuries, you know, if not death from you know, the smoke inhalation and yeah, I don't, I don't hear a lot of stories about kids being killed in school bus accidents because they didn't have seatbelts, but Hey, whatever. The point we're trying to make now is I don't think this kid was in any serious physical danger because he was in a sedan as opposed to a school bus. So then is the question just that, Hey, like the, the bus driver is in like an unmarked vehicle with one of our students and he could have, you know, driven him to Canada and, and, and all that is, is that what we're worried about? I think it's, it's definitely the unmarked thing. It's definitely, Hey, this doesn't, this isn't marked as having like kids in it. Like school, like this marked that it's, Hey, this is going to a school and it's got the kids in it. And it doesn't have the little stop thing that flings out every time you stop. But we're not making stops. We're, we're not picking up any other kids. It's just, it's just the one kid. There's, there's, we don't need an arm. I suppose that's true. Okay. So then I'm telling this story to somebody else and they're like, well, well, yeah, I mean, your, your, your uncle could have just like made off with this kid to which I reply, it's a special needs kid. I mean, Nobody, nobody's abducting special needs kids. You don't see, you don't see Down syndrome's faces on milk cartons. Okay. <laughs> Those kids don't get taken. That's, that is a point. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a point. Okay. And, and you know, the, the muscular dystrophy kids, the, the, I, those kids are not getting abducted, right? Yeah, you never see a wheelchair or any special needs in those pictures. No, you don't. Yeah, no crutches, no wheelchairs. <laughs> no deformities of any kind. The, the the people that are abducting kids to like raise them as their own or, or sell them to somebody or I don't know, sex trafficking or something like you get, you get like the clean kids, like the clean models. I mean, the, the ones that I mean are generally attractive to, I, I guess creeps, right? You, you don't want to have like problems with the kid, by the way, it's not to say that I don't love kids with Down syndrome or in wheelchairs or whatever. Like we're just, but we're being real, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. We can be real on this podcast. Okay. So now, now I'm just, I don't know. I'm more focused maybe because I know the guy, but I think he's a good dude. And I think he just wanted to get the kid to school because school's important. Yeah. Reading is fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. So... I don't know. I just, I just think it sucks that he lost his job. At the same time, and I'm, I'm going back and forth. I'm going back and forth all the time on this. I totally understand why the school or the district had to do what they had to do. And I think it comes down to insurance. Like their insurance carrier has all these different boxes on the application that says, 
you know, what's your policy on this? What's your policy on that? Or if they're not asking specifically about the policy, they, in, in their underwriting process, they looked at the school's policies. And the district wants, well, I mean, they're, they're probably paying a pretty penny for their insurance premiums and they don't want to have any kind of lawsuits that say they've deviated from their policies. That's, yeah, I, I don't think that that would be smart for the, from the school's perspective to have, to have allowed the, uh, Roger to, uh, get the kid to school, even though he's doing the right thing. I I think he's doing the right thing, but it's still against the policies, and I think the school acted accordingly. Okay. So I don't know the answer to this question, but you know I see out on the corner by your high school, they've always got you know, a bus parked there and a big sign that says, we're hiring drivers. And, you know, whatever it says, $19 an hour or some, something like that. Uh, you have been riding school buses for a long time. And I just wonder if you have any good stories of bus driver misbehavior. Bus driver misbehavior. No, I don't really. I, I don't. I, none that comes to mind. Oh man, this podcast is a bust. <laughs> I, I've a lot more stories of st- other students misbehaving than I have of the bus driver that's driving us all to the school or to the next stop. Okay, okay, all right. So, so fine. You don't have any good stories. Then I'm going to take this opportunity to jump up on my soapbox about kids and bus stops, okay? And so, boy, where to begin with this one? When you were, was it six? Like, you had gone to a private, like, we went to Montessori kindergarten, and we have to drive you back and forth for that all the time. And then when it comes to first grade, finally, your mom and I are like, yeah, he can totally go to public school. Um, and the bus stop was right on our corner. We we lived on the corner in a subdivision. Yet don't no, don't wave me off yet. Like let me let me finish. We lived on a corner in the in a subdivision. Okay. The corner of I don't know, Park Avenue and whatever the other street was. And the bus stop was just the other side of the street on Park Avenue, okay? There wasn't a corner there because it was a kind of a T intersection, but you just had to cross Park Avenue, which is in a subdivision, a residential subdivision, okay? It's not a three-lane, you know, in each direction, county highway. It's a, it's a residential street. And at that time, I was working from home, and your mother uh, worked at the bank, and so she commuted to and from work, and she wasn't typically home when the bus uh, arrived to pick you up. And so I remember that first day of school, or maybe the, you know, the night before, she says to me, uh, you're going you're gonna to walk Damon to the bus stop, right? And I was like, 
uh no walk him to the bus stop no, no like this this is the bus stop like it's it's right there i just point out the window it's like no it's right there it is right there all right yes it was right there and i had crossed that street many a time prior to that yeah yeah right okay because you know you're, you're six years old you weren't two yeah that too uh but yeah i had friends across the street i had did i did i played in that street <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah i mean that's a good point too yeah sure so yeah i tell her no no he's he can get to the bus stop and you know i get that look of like you're the worst father ever how could you and then you know then almost like this look of panic on her face like what am i gonna do now now that i've i've married this monster and i've got to work in the morning and my son has to be taken to the bus stop what am i going to do and she's you know running through these calculations what could i do could i call into work could i could i quit my job and apply and find something else in 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 the you know 14 hours between now and school and you know you know it was just over the top, over the top. That was a that was a huge. Well, I mean, I, I felt like I was in the right here, and at, at that particular time, I really, <laughs> I really put a premium on being right. Okay, in my romantic relationships, I felt like it was very important to be right, and when I was right, to stand my ground. And I'm not a relationship counselor. But maybe maybe that's not the most important thing anymore if I had it to do over. But at the same time, this came up again, okay? Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't walk you to the bus stop ever. And uh, you made it to the bus stop and got on the bus and you were fine that whole year. And fast forward a little bit, uh, you are still alive. You made it on a lot of bus rides all this time. And lo and behold, um, your older brother, Jake, bought a house with his wife, Ashley, in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, not too far from where our bus stop was in this story. And as Jake's describing where he lives, he mentions that there is an elementary school within sight of his home, okay? I mean, it's it's many hundreds of yards away, but it's it's within sight. Like, it was across a big field or something, but like, you know, a school athletic field. You know, like you can see the building from his house. And Jake was over for dinner, you know, the other day, and he's, he's making this description to us. And I was like, ah, so when it comes time for the next little Yerby boy to... Or, or girl to, to go to school, um, will he or she be walking to school? And what did Jake say? Uh, I think he said no. He, he did say no. He did say no. And I, I brought up this story about you and the bus stop. And I, and I was like, Jake, if you can see the school, you'd be able to see your child walking to the school. Like, you, you, you can, 
Like, is this a question that they can't walk that far or they'd get distracted and they'd meander in a different direction or somebody's going to swoop them up? Like, what, what is it that's going to happen, you know, in this 300-yard walk, you know, to the school? I think getting distracted. I think getting distracted is the most likely thing on that list. So in this scenario, this this kid's just an idiot. Uh, let's let's assume that it's a it's a regular kid, normal aptitude. We're, we're saying that this kid can't make it the three hundred yards. I I hope he can. I hope they can. I hope so too. I hope so too. Like why don't, why don't you just put what if we just put a chip in him? All right? We could just monitor him on our phone from the home office there, all right? Jake's Jake's going to be well, he works from home now. I don't know if he will then. This kid isn't even born yet, by the way. Already I'm already calling <laughs> my theoretical grandson or granddaughter an idiot. Uh no, I I hope that he or she isn't. And, and I, I have more faith in this kid, I think, than anybody else at this point. I feel like he or she can make the trip to the elementary school unaccompanied and or, or you know, with other little kids. Like at, at school time, aren't all the little kids just kind of like walking in that direction? You just kind of go along. We used to watch Little House on the Prairie all the time. That, that little girl walked like, like four miles or something. Every day to and from school, Ma and Pa weren't like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, somebody's going to pick her up. I, I do think that probably every like three or four houses would have another kid just walking along with or without a parent. Hopefully without the parent, but yeah, Jake could be, Jake could be like the dad where all the other moms that are walking the, the kid to school would just be like oh yeah okay so here's jake jr nah, yeah his dad doesn't care <laughs> he, he does care well you're right he does care I, i'm i'm the one that didn't care i suppose there and you know what there were other moms like out there at that bus stop when when you grew up and some of those moms and dads like literally lived one house away or whatever, definitely within distant, like visual distance of the bus stop. I, I, I still don't get that. I still don't get that. I think, I think, you know, you, if you want to raise an independent kid, like, I mean, that's a, that's a good first step. Let him walk across the street to a bus stop. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. I I do think that I agree with you that that is a good first step on, uh, to make the kid independent. All right. Well, after I told you and Jake, you know, that story of the bus stop again, you you revealed to me that your mom had just told that story like well, a week or so earlier, and I was just tickled to hear that. You know, that, that she was still thinking about it, you know, like, like I was, cause it, it, it seriously was a big argument at the time. And she just, yeah, she just thought I was such a monster for not walking you across the street. <laughs> um, okay. Good stuff. So that, that didn't have anything to do with insurance that that last school bus or school bus stop story yeah it didn't have anything to do with insurance but 
I got to sneak it in there. All right. I, I think, unfortunately, my Uncle Roger was the victim of, you know, just liability concerns at the school level. It's too bad. The guy's going to land on his feet, though. I, I, I think he's going to find something that he likes to do if it's not driving kids. Um, yeah. He'll find something else fun to kind of occupy his time. And you know what? He and I are we're going to a, a baseball game mm, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. He and I are going to be sitting at uh, Comerica Park at a Cubs-Tigers game, which uh, if you're a, a regular listener of the podcast, that will be what Monday the 21st, which will be after this episode airs. So if you're like one of those crazy stalker fans and you just, you know, where can I run into, um, the insurance guy, you know, in real life. And I, I don't know. There you go. I don't know how many people go to, to Tigers games these days, but you might have a one in 10,000 shot of, you know, bumping into me on the concourse. <laughs> I say that as if it's a real thing. Yeah. No, no, I'm not worried about bumping into fans at a Tigers game in Detroit. Okay. All right. So um, there you go. Thanks, everybody, for listening to One Interesting Thing About Insurance. If you are a licensed producer or adjuster and you need insurance continuing education, check out our continuing education schedule at bmfce.com. And hey, if you're just a, if you're just a fan of the podcast, uh, make sure you give us a rating, maybe write us a review. That, that, helps, uh, that helps fans find us on uh, Spotify and little Apple podcast thingy and, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, tell your buddies. Don't keep it a secret. All right, we'll have another episode coming out soon. Damon, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me out. All right, there you go. All right, everybody. (laughs) 